194 of Milwaukee's Tailgate Brewers podcast, part of the MKE Tailgate Podcast Network. Uh, Ryan's out being a hippie in the mountains of Colorado right now. Uh, I'm James, but I'm joined by Paul. Paul's back. And uh, I think I might have stumbled into the wrong podcast because we've got <laughs> Tex Western here uh, from Acme Packing Company. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure this is the Brewers podcast and not the Packers one. How, how are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, fine. I'm, I'm sitting in my new house's new basement surrounded by boxes and unfinished furniture. Um, I did manage to get the internet running, though. So um you know prior priorities internet before furniture that's thank that's goodness goal. yeah <laughs> yeah i'm 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 hanging in here i'm gonna try to provide a little bit more value than um monty bob euchre's sidekick in major league so we'll see how that goes <laughs> i love monty i wish that i don't know who that actor is i should look it up i don't know if he's in anything else but I feel like that's just like a golden role where anybody could do it. Like anybody could be Monty. He doesn't have to act at all. He just has to sit there and um, fake be drunk and, and have you could roll over him and that's it. And you can just tell your kids and grandkids forever. Like I was in major league. I did absolutely nothing except get made fun of. Dynamite drop in Monty. Yes. Yeah, of course. And text. You can't see he's decked out in the Bucks gear. So yeah, I'm trying uh, to we, trying to take some be. blood pressure pills here. We'll see how this goes. Yeah, yeah we we may be mildly distracted here as we record this on yeah, Sunday text, night. Text will it's be filling half time. Text will be filling the normal JR role of um, watching a different <laughs> game while we record and gesticulating wildly that none of you can actually you know see or appreciate, but that we can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, I, I believe we're going to talk some baseball, though. So we, we should get to that. A reminder, you can help support the podcast by becoming a patron. That's at patreon.com slash MKE tailgate. Two bucks a month. Question priority here on the podcast. And for five bucks a month, you get that minor league extra podcast with Ryan and James Anderson. You also get some reporting as eligible Packer, Packer mini pods from Paul uh, throughout the Packers offseason. And as we get closer to uh, training camp here in a couple of months. Yes. So there will be, be a mini there'll that. be a mini pod this week because I, I have a topic and I got all my stuff hooked up and I'm done moving kind of. So we'll, we'll have we'll have one of those and we'll have a regular one pretty soon, too. And also, I've been threatening to make an album, and I recorded two songs. So that's awesome. Yes, Excellent. we've been we've been we've been trying to record this album text for a while, figuring <laughs> maybe we can put it on like a super platinum Patreon level or something. Oh like yeah, that. so it'll yeah. help pay for all the royalties we'll owe after yep. that. But yeah, there you go. So I do <laughs> one of them is Packer specific too. So that's a that's good. There you go. Well, I okay. can't wait to we'll, hear it. We'll, we'll be on the lookout for that. All right. Uh, on the topic of the Brewers. Uh, so last week, uh, the week before this was was kind of uh, crummy, but they kind of bounced back with some crummy opponents. So that always helps. Uh, went five and one in the last week. Uh, took two or three in Arizona. Swept the Rockies. They're on a five-game winning streak now. They're heading into their first series against the Cubs and in what feels like a really long Since time. Since the beginning. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, and, nice and, and at the very least, we know they'll be at least two games up. And the last time I saw the Cubs were getting smoked in L.A. and then have a four-hour flight back to Milwaukee, uh, as as our old friend Brad noted on Twitter. So <laughs> uh, but the Brewers are heading into this series with a little bit of cushion. But um, before we talk about that, I want to kind of recap the week that was. And, you know, the Rockies are terrible. We've, we've covered this. They're especially <laughs> bad on the road, like historically bad. They've. It, it's what almost the fourth of July. They have six road wins all year, so oh, really, uh, that's really not great. Something. Yes, that, that's just impressive 
I think. Um, I'm not even mad. But uh, so I mean, I know <laughs> obviously, yeah. yeah. I know we're playing Arizona the, at home, but Arizona and Colorado on the road this year are really something special. Um, I don't think they have 10 wins between them on the road this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Diamondbacks set that uh, major league record for most consecutive road losses and still didn't have the worst record <laughs> in the in the league because of the Rockies. That's how bad uh, they were. But, you know, Brewers took care of business, and Keston Hira had a big series this weekend, kind of looked a little bit like the Keston Hira of old. He had a, a big day, especially Sunday, had that home run and a double Drove in five runs over the weekend and actually doubled his season RBI total. Not <laughs> great for a guy who's been hitting cleanup for a, a good part of the part of the year, but you know it, he he's on the road back, and that kind of leads us to our first Twitter question from uh, your buddy Archon, just asking. Hi, uh, Ryan. Yeah, asking. Uh, maybe this is the Packers podcast. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Ryan's asking: Is Keston here a back? So, uh, Paul, is, is he back, or is this just uh, taking advantage of some, especially poor opponents? I think it's it's more that this is a really trash stretch for them, and you know, we've seen Keston here uh, pounding AAA opponents when he's been sent down, and this isn't that different <laughs> from, from that. Um, <laughs> Chichi Gonzalez probably should be in a AAA. So yeah. So yeah, all yeah. all of that said, I do think um, a lot of Hira's problems have been. Uh, off the field related, like personal related, more than they've been baseball problems. Like, yes, his baseball has been bad. He's been missing stuff down the middle. I get all that. But I, I think fixing that has been has been slowed by just his, his, the situation with his mother. Um, and some of that seems he seems to, I guess, be getting over it would be, uh, you know, like get over that. But, you know, eventually when you have tragedy in your life, you, you deal with it, you process it and you do get back to normal, even, um, you know, even when the outcome is bad. And um, I think he he may just be you know getting himself back into the swing of things a little bit at this point in time, and um, he has just smoked the ball. And you know he's he had a whole bunch of over 100 mile per hour exit velocities over the last few days, um, so that's very good to see. He has mashed some taters that have been down the middle. That's really good to see. Um, the problem with him that John Judge keeps pointing out is he does have to get the strikeouts in in you know under control. That's what's going to really make or break his value going forward because you just can't be that valuable if you're striking out 30% of the time, which he still tends to do. But uh, th- obviously these are positive signs that he is, he's, he's hitting mistakes, really punishing pitchers who make them. And uh, you know, he wasn't doing this earlier in the season. So this is a positive sign. There's nothing bad to say about it so far. Yeah. Tex, what do you think about uh, Keston here the last few days, especially? Yeah, cautious optimism is is where I tend to fall on just about everything <laughs> yep. uh, involving Wisconsin sports. But um, yeah, with here in particular, like you said, Paul, I mean, he's basically hitting off of AAA pitchers over this this last you know four or five days. Right. We shouldn't so, we shouldn't underestimate the impact that bad opponents have. They really yep. are a major factor when things are looking good for you a lot of the time. So um, let's let's see him play some some you know medium level. Um, major league yep. baseball talent before we really get things back on board but yeah that's it's good to the, see the only yeah the only other thing i would say is that sack fly in the 11th the other day would have been a double in any other situation too so um again you meant you yep. mentioned the exit velocity um as being a really good sign so um certainly fingers crossed that uh, that's that's something that he can 
you know, look back at uh, and build on a little bit moving forward here. Yeah, I almost like the sack fly more, and you're right, it, it should have been a hit probably, but I almost like that more than anything else he's done just because it was a situation where he had to make contact. And for so yeah. much of the season, when we right. see him in that yeah. situation, it's just been, well, he's obviously going to strike out because that's what he does in these situations, and he got one. And that's good. Uh, I do like to see that. Like Situational hitting from him is a good positive sign. Yeah, I, that, that that's definitely a good point. You know, he kind of took what he had there and, and didn't try to do too much with it to steal a Bill Shorterism, I suppose. But, uh, you know, you, you mentioned the strikeouts, and that's always been a huge part of, of who he is, right, and kind of held him back. It's why, you know, John and uh, Pakoda hates Keston here so much. It is, it is why Pakoda hates Keston he strikes, It's why he, he strikes out so much. And, you know, it, at this point, we've seen it for – so long it, it kind of is hard to envision Kesson Hira not striking out that much but you know I I, I think the key right is in you guys kind of touched on that is is hitting those meatballs down the middle you know he, he'll always whiff on on those breaking pitches or whatever but it, it, it was the whiffing on the pitches down the middle or the center in stuff that pitchers were just getting by him this year yep. and that was unusual and that's the part he needs to fix so uh hopefully you know yeah it, it's a bad opponent but sometimes you just kind of need that to get the the confidence back <laughs> and then you're, you're you're less crappy against the the non-crappy yep. opponents right so it's slump buster it's it's named <laughs> that for go. a reason yep. yeah exactly so it, it, we'll see how he does against the cubs but um also in the last week, we kind of had a, a memorable play in Arizona, and I know Paul is very <laughs> excited to talk about this. I but love this play. Dan Vogelbach literally sacrificed his body to score a run for the Brewers. <laughs> uh, kind of pulled a pulled a hammy there and literally hopped home uh, like Pogo style, and he still scored because Arizona refused to throw the ball into the infield. Uh, kind of reminiscent of a of a certain play earlier this year involving the Cubs, is yes. it not, Paul? That, that's right. Yeah. I, I just want to bring this up for just the bias against chunky people because um, if, <laughs> if Dan Vog- if Dan Vogelbach looked like like Luis Urias, this would be Javi Magic in a nutshell. Like you know, <laughs> you, you just managed to get home on stupidity by the opponent, even though you should have been out a hundred times. And um, but you know he doesn't get that because he's Dan Vogelbach, and we don't have Vogie magic other than um, <laughs> uh, occasionally mashing a tater, I guess. But um, it, it's a. Uh, it, I do think that he made it because the fielder just didn't expect him to be where he was, and so he had no reason to look where he was, and assumed he'd scored already. And um, uh, nobody <laughs> yelled loud enough, so that's fine. But um, I also just, this was Javi Magic for Vogelbach, and I want to mention it too because Javi got benched for Javi Magic um, for yeah, he did for yeah. losing track of the number of outs, and then there was also some good uh, shots by the the Cub B guys of him not leading off first base. Uh, just not not at all paying attention to what the pitcher was doing and just standing there. It was there the, for the same pitch. at bat. Yeah, it was the same at bat. I don't know what's he was up. Leading off first, and, and I don't. Then... Yeah, I don't know what's up with that guy because I, I I do think a lot of Javi Magic is him not paying attention and then having to hustle his way out of it, and uh, <laughs> it, it has it hasn't been working. I, I also think the reputation's out there a little bit. Like Javi might do something stupid, so pay attention to Javi because you you know you can take advantage <laughs> of it if you notice it happening. I, I'm just glad that Vogelbach did that and uh, Javi at the same time basically screwed up a ton. It was great. Contrasts in style. I, <laughs> Yeah, in like the 
incredulousness of the Arizona announcers literally pleading, like, throw the throw ball, ball home. Just look at it, man. I love it when announcers oh, man, actually it's... start yelling, too. It's so good. <laughs> They're just like us, just yelling mm-hmm. at the TV, right? So there you go. Yeah, it it was just unbelievable. I couldn't I couldn't believe it. But, uh, yeah, you know, that play and, and uh, trashing uh, Javi Magic kind of segues nicely into our next opponent for the next week. We get to see three more games of Javi Magic and, and his uh, sub-300 OBP and uh, the Cubs just kind of <laughs> hitting a little stumbling block here. So, as I mentioned, you know, the, the Brewers have a nice little cushion heading into this series and, and it'll be in Milwaukee. So I guess, uh, Tex, how do you see the next week playing out? The Cubs have kind of cooled off while the Brewers have kind of stayed hot here. Yeah, well, and and we're hitting the Brewers' rotation at the right time too, with Peralta, Woodruff, and Burns starting these three games. So that's uh, that's certainly gotta gotta give you some good feelings coming in. Yeah. Um, I'll be very curious to see you know what the the fan breakdown is in the stands, being now that you know everything's back to full capacity at Miller. At, sorry, I did it. <laughs> I, 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 I was gonna in the jar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at, at at the stadium um, in Milwaukee. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, it, I'll just be—I'll be a little curious on that. But no, I, I feel um, anytime you get those three guys going at this point, uh, that makes me feel good about taking two out of three. I did like reopening day. That was—that was very nice. Um, the downside for the Brewers is they do have some injury problems going into the series because Vogelbach's out for a while, and Colton Wong is probably out for a while too. Um, again, again, yeah. <laughs> which uh, just cannot stay healthy. Um, which that's, I guess, one of the risks when you pay for an older guy is that happens sometimes, which we all know. Uh, and Vogelbach's certainly replaceable pretty easily. Um, you know, he's been fine. He's actually, he was actually pretty hot right before he got hurt. Um, yeah, he had that's been the hitting, unfortunate part. Yes, he'd been hitting quite well. Um, but, you know, still, over the course of a full season, he's still Dan Vogelbach. But um, <laughs> you're definitely catching the Cubs at the right time. I feel like um, I also enjoy their coverage people get really whiny when they have to face the the heart of the pitching staff um and like uh though i look forward to a lot of why why don't we get the back end of the rotation we always face woodruff and burns every time but that's fun i like that stuff they're very whiny people um i live i live here now so i can say that um and uh i do think they'll win the series just because they do have the pitching lined up for it um you know with the brewers you always have to worry about the offense just literally not scoring for a while but uh, ever since they've gotten Adamas into the lineup, Urias is hitting a little bit better, and Yelly's coming around a little bit at least. I think they can scrape by enough wins now, even against good pitching staffs, to to eke out uh, to to win games when their studs are going. So I like I like how this is lined up for them. And I would not consider the Cubs an especially good pitching staff either. No, so. no, they've I think <laughs> o- they've overperformed what their yeah. talent level is quite a bit this year. But under you know under all that, it's not that good. I, I shouldn't demean the the team that threw a combined no hitter, which I, I I mentioned is is kind of a so cheap no hitter these days. Uh, yeah, it's like so. I let's just continue trashing on all the Cubs accomplishments this week. Uh, but the the combined no hitter, my hot take is it shouldn't be considered a no hitter. I disagree. I I feel like Major League Baseball is just handing out no hitters, and I want one, and I don't care what it looks like. <laughs> I'll take any no hitter, no matter how ugly it is. Uh, It'll just, count if the Brewers do it. I'm just yeah. like, okay, <laughs> but like, so here's the thing: it the way the offensive environment is. If any manager wanted to just pull their starter after six no hit innings, 
your chances of a combined no hitter have to like shoot up astronomically. Right? Yeah. Nobody can hit bullpens oh, yeah. anymore. Yeah. So like Dave Bush should have seven managers, or eight of them. I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if managers <laughs> wanted to do that, I feel like they have a hell of a lot more combined no hitters. And that's why they're fake in my mind. That's, that's yeah, fair. To, to your point, Paul, I, I would love to see the Brewers have a no hitter in my lifetime. Yes. Um, it's it was it was very close in terms of when I was born after the Nieves no hitter and within, you know, within a, a, a couple of months there. So um, it would be really cool to, to be able to experience one of those. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I saw the Nieves no hitter. It would be very nice to have another one because uh, it'd be nice to, so I'll take any, any is good. I'll take any, it, that one's not great. Um, I feel like this, the Nieves no hitter is sort of like having Sid Luckman be your greatest quarterback of all time. Like, <laughs> Sid, Sid Luckman, Sid Luckman's a good quarterback, but if he's the best quarterback your team's ever had, your team is shitty. Um, and, you know, Juan Nieves' no-hitter was not a good no-hitter. He walked a bunch of people. It took a lot of great defensive plays. He's, you know, he wasn't particularly good. Um, so I would like a better no-hitter, but I'll take any no-hitter, just so we can talk about another, a different no-hitter. Yeah, it'll be Brett Anderson before the end of the year. I know we had this question. It's going to be Freddie. I almost yeah, called it last I know. time. You, it's going to be. You were so close on the Freddie prediction. Yep. Maybe we'll get one this week. We'll see. Yeah. And if that happens, we're definitely replaying this portion of the podcast. Like we almost <laughs> did when you almost called Freddie. All right. Uh, you had mentioned Willie Adamas, and he's really kind of been the spark plug for the Brewers here since he's come over, right? So. Uh, we do have Twitter questions to get to. Uh, we we did not get into the Patreon account because Ryan's on vacation, oh, and I crud. think either we forgot and we <laughs> forgot to do those. Uh, um, so huh. uh, we we don't have Patreon questions, but a few pa- I, I recognize a few patron names here in the in the Twitters. Thank goodness. The, so we'll, we'll we'll get to that. We're kind of struggling here, you know. Uh, Things are in flux. It's a rough time. Yeah, bear with yeah. us. Yeah. In in our defense, Paul's perpetually moving. And, I am in. <laughs> we're we're kind of lucky he got the internet up. I'm not there, even so. done because of the rain. Not all my stuff's here. I'm on the floor because only half my couch is here. But I got the internet. So um, <laughs> so priorities. Internet the important priorities. things. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I, I just tried to just uh, uh, behind the scenes stuff. We, uh, the reason I can't get to Patreon is because it's two factor authentication and Ryan needs to do it. And <laughs> exactly. I, so, I just tried yeah. to log in, but I realized that my phone that he will text me on is upstairs in. Some charging somewhere, so so Patreon oh people, we'll get you later. I, I, I yeah, no, no, no. Like I said, there's there's some some mix amongst the the Twitter questions, yeah. and I think uh, our Twitter's exploded when we found when uh, you said that it'll basically be uh, you and Tex along here. Yeah. So we 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 got a lot of good ones. Um, all right, but first of all, as I said, Willie Adamas, you had mentioned him, and our first Twitter question I'll bring up here comes from Vinny Cornels on Twitter. <laughs> He says the Willie Adamas trade looking better and better by the day. What are the odds he's the shortstop of the future? You think I think we have him until 24-25, which I believe is correct. He's under team control for quite a few more years. Yes. Uh Vinny's saying hopefully he keeps this up and he stays around. Uh so you know, Adam McKelvey had noted on Twitter from Mike Vassallo that uh the Brewers actually had the best base record in baseball since the Adamas trade. They're 24 and 10 since picking him up. So uh, Tex, I guess, has he kind of shifted the offense here, kind of been a spark plug? Why have they been so much better? Also, do you want him forever based on the small sample size? Yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep this guy around as he's, he's so much fun to watch. I mean, 
uh, it's it's just a, a blast watching him just just the joy that he seems to play with. Um, you know, a little bit like Javi Baez without the brain cramps, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, his uh, it's 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 just uh, it, it does feel different um, with him in the lineup. And I can't, I don't know that I can put my finger on it any more concretely than that, but um, it's, 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 it's just been a great, yep. um, a great addition and, and a, a, a great, you know, plug into this lineup. Yep. He's there, Danny Rojas. Um, and uh, I actually like the Carlos Gomez comp for him quite a bit. He is also yeah. a very mm. fun guy. And um, yeah. I, I'm quoting Jonathan a little too much on this podcast, but he was, I, I saw him talking about Omar um, earlier today and about how, um, you know, we always jokingly say like the new money ball is X and he, he, his was the new money ball is finding a guy with a catastrophic weakness and being the only team that can fix it. And it was about Omar because it was about, you know, Omar, <laughs> Omar could hit, but couldn't defend, couldn't frame. And the Brewers are excellent at teaching framing. Every catcher is good at it here. Um, and they do that. But I think it applies in this situation as well, if not better. Like Willie Adama's problem was apparently the batter's eye in Tampa. He's a very good defensive <laughs> shortstop. And, um, you know, if you, if you could just tell that that was a problem, which is home road splits made, you know, somewhat clear at least and could do it more concretely. Yeah, that works really well. They got a stud for not that much. Not that not that JP's not a good pitcher. He is, and Rasmussen is, but you know the Rays didn't get nothing out of it. But he might be a stud. He he looks like he has a good chance to be one. And I do think, you know, it, we're still in small sample size territory. But um, every, what we predicted would happen if he got out of that park has happened, and I think it's going to continue to happen. The underlying defense makes him all like all good regardless of the offense. And this is like an all star. They should. I think he'll. I think he is kind of the shortstop of the future, at least the immediate future. And if he's not around longer than two years from now, I'll be kind of surprised. He's great. Yeah, just a lot of fun. And you know, I I thought Carlos Gomez too, not just because he's he's wearing twenty seven, yep. but because he, he <laughs> kind of just took to the dugout immediately, right? Like everybody kind of coalesced around him, and we heard that about him in Tampa too. He he was definitely a clubhouse glue guy there, and. Um, you know, whether or not you want to give him credit for getting Luis Urias turned around or not, or if that's just coincidental. But I mean, that's been part of the offensive turnaround too, is Urias has really hit well and played a lot better kind of in that utility role since Adamas came and, and Urias didn't have to worry about shortstop. So uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of factors here in that last month or so, but Adamas has definitely been been part of that. Yep. I think you can really say he's turning the season around. Like they, they would still probably be struggling on offense without him. Just that one extra right. really good bat um, makes everybody else so much better and so much more palatable to have around. It's, exactly, exactly. And now you can play Urias at third, and you don't have to start Pablo Reyes anymore. Yes. So there you go. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> All right, our next Twitter question comes from James Vandenberg. I believe he's one of those uh, Patreons. Uh, he says, do any of the new bullpen guys, whether that's Richards, Cousins, Strickland, Sanchez, Weber, seem like they could carve out a moderately important role? Cousins seems promising early on. Uh, so Jake Cousins, major league debut here in the last couple of, uh, of days, and he's got nine strikeouts in his first two appearances covering four innings. So I would say that's a pretty decent start. Uh, but that'll work. Paul, yep. Yeah. yeah that'll, <laughs> that'll, that'll be okay. Uh, so Paul, I guess any of those guys stand out. We've been kind of talking the last couple of weeks while you've been gone about how that, 
you know, middle relief has kind of faltered a little bit mm -hmm. post Adamas trade just because they dealt away some of that depth. So are, are these guys kind of stepping up and, and kind of <laughs> carving out that middle inning role there? Uh, I mean, the answer is yes, but uh, part of the Brewer philosophy here is just that it doesn't take that much to be a pretty good middle reliever. And it's not like anybody in AAA can do it. We've certainly seen guys fail at it, but um, you know, you don't you don't need three pitches to be a relief pitcher. You only need two, and only one of them really needs to be that good. Um, so you can make you know something out of nothing a lot in that space, and that's part of the Brewers. You know, that's their their other money ball thing is we'll just get guys who throw hard or do something especially well, and we'll be able to use them for two innings a game, and that's fine. And I I mean. I, I, I wish we had Ryan here for this because he knows his prospects, and I don't. Um, <laughs> right, right. I, I only know what I've seen over the last couple of days myself, and I, I agree on with everybody on Cousins. Like, he, he looks great. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, he, he should have been here earlier. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, the other thing with relief pitchers is they're very high-variance players. They can look phenomenal one minute and turn around and just blow up the next minute pretty easily. Um, you can't really predict it, and the Brewers grind through guys and find guys that work. So um, uh, the short answer is yes, because almost any Brewer farmhand can be a good middle reliever. And if he's not, he'll be gone pretty quickly. <laughs> right. It's that pitching lab, right? That yep. kind of. I love the pitching lab. Exactly. I love being <laughs> we able can to attribute all the good things to the pitching lab. Yep. And if, if, if it don't work out, then, you know, some won't work for everybody. But yeah, I mean, we got another question from Quentin Wetzel asking, how likely is it that Jake Cousins is a dude? capitalized and i i would say striking out not of your first what like 12 <laughs> batters you faced that's verging on dude territory yeah, so yeah. always good of course to now that. we say that we'll, we'll say that in the podcast jinx will have him give up a three-run homer to javi Baez or something at some point this <laughs> he week, was pitching but... against trash we should always remember this has all been <laughs> this has all been against trash and the real test is to come so right. um, it's good that right. he can strike out a ton of trash it's better than not doing it but it's still tr it's still trash still trash i guess uh staying with the jake cousins theme uh texas might be up your alley our friend, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oler, uh poor, i believe he's a vikings fan he is uh, famously yes. a vikings fan or ben uh oh. is asking would the vikings be better off with jake cousins than with kirk cousins yes absolutely <laughs> just just purely based on kirk cousins's contract alone uh the, the answer is absolutely <laughs> yes <laughs> Jake Cousins, of course, under team control, so makes diddly squat. And Kirk Cousins, one of the Bingo. highest paid players in football. Would all of it guaranteed, I believe. All of it guaranteed. has a fully yeah. guaranteed contract. So Texas absolutely right. They would, in reality, be better with Jake Cousins. They could really firm up the defense. Um, they've gotten great seasons out of subpar quarterbacks before, uh, just based on their surrounding talent. And I think with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, they have the people to do that again. Uh, Case Keenum famously was number one in DVOA for a season with Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. So, yeah, you definitely want the cheap, uh, bad quarterback, not the expensive, mediocre quarterback here. 100%. Also, I think the so, argument sorry, is, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd give it two. Uh, Jake Cousins probably has a better arm than Kirk at this point. Can almost certainly throw harder, yeah. Yes. There's no question about that <laughs> in my mind. I don't know about the run zone, red zone interceptions, but uh, <laughs> we, we could get him on the field and see there. But, yeah. <laughs> Also, probably, I'm just guessing a little faster than Kirk Cousins, uh, um, although Christian Kirksey uh, yes. may agree. Yeah. Good callback, James. I was just going to do it. 
<laughs> sorry, I, I, I ruined your bit. I should have yeah, left that sorry, one. Right, sorry, right. uh, no, all good, all good. All right. As long uh, as he doesn't run away from Devondre Campbell this year, we'll be okay. Yes, yeah, that's the key to yeah, the season, yeah. really. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, more pitching questions. Uh, death to flying things. Uh, I think that's Nick, that's uh, Nick. asking, <laughs> yep, uh, Brewers rotation, who regresses first? So, you know, we, we've seen Brandon Woodruff kind of hit a little rocky patch here. Yep. Corbin started to give up a little bit more. So, Paul, are we seeing that regression start to creep in a little bit? Regression and lack of stickies, I think, yes. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. And I'll take Woodruff. I'll take, <laughs> I'll take Woodruff for that. Like, I, I think Burns has always had a higher ceiling. I think his stuff's better. And he's had super amazing spin rates, even when he's struggled. Um, it's always been a thing he does well. Maybe he's been using goop, but it's longstanding with him. Woodruff actually did have an increase in his spin rate coming into the season, and he's always been a good but not great pitcher. I think he's pitched a little over his head this season from what his natural talent level is, and uh, I think you've seen him come back to earth to kind of what he actually is a little bit recently. So I'll, I'll go with Woodruff on that. I think he, and that's not to say he's bad. He's not. He's very good. But I think he is a, a number two more than he is an ace, and I think Burns is more the ace. So. Yeah, just just looking at the numbers, I mean, Woody's FIP is two point eight um, compared to Burns is at like one point two or something ridiculous right, <laughs> right there. So yes. so that that there right there is is a sign that uh, yeah, if anybody's gonna, the gonna start have it. dipping a little bit, yep. That's, and that's and I don't think Woody. I think Freddie's just you know he, I've always said he's wild card. I think he just is crazy and can vary wildly from great to crazy weird at any given moment. So, I mean, he might regress, but I think regression for Freddie is on a pitch-to-pitch basis, not on a month-to-month basis. So I'll go with Woodruff on that. I think he'll come back a bit. Yeah, and I think part of the unfortunate part of this uh, whole sticky stuff debate is uh, anytime you have some sort of regression. I mean, Woodruff and Burns were going to regress regardless, right? They weren't going to pitch with a one for ERA all year, and now we have this kind of convenient excuse or, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, it's unfortunate that then you know anybody after what June twenty fourth or whatever it was, he got worse. Of, He's a yeah, yep. looking at it with yep. a suspicious eye, right? So I mean that sucks, but I clearly I mean there there was room for those guys to regress and for them to still be really good. So, I mean, for the most part, we, we've still seen that. So I'm not too worried. But, yeah, I, I would say Woodruff seemed to be pitching more over his head. Texas started the FIP stuff, like, and that's because, you know, Woody walks more guys than Burns does yep. and, and typically allows more base runners, period. So, yeah, that that creates more opportunity for to get burned too like yeah. we he, saw he has in colorado when he gave him a grand slam yeah. so, he has started yeah. hitting a little bit better lately so maybe that'll even things out a little bit <laughs> that is true that is true he did it all in in that uh win in arizona so yeah. as as long as his offense picks up maybe we can we can deal with that yeah, that'll balance it out <laughs> yeah exactly um all right our next twitter question comes from i guess emergency p uh he's asking how many hosts <laughs> of mke tailgate are blocked by hodger court that's question number one. Question number two. Uh, I don't know if we're qualified to answer this without uh, Ryan here, but Tex, maybe you know European soccer. Who wins Euro 2021? So uh, I guess either of you guys blocked by Hadricourt or I, any of the I am uh, not other blocked by characters. Tom. Um, I usually get along with Tom too. pretty well. Um, yeah. I know Andy is blocked by Tom fa- somewhat famously, so I often, I'm not, I'm not the go-between, but uh, <laughs> so we, we get, 
we paste a lot of Tom H comments in the DMs so that everybody can enjoy them. There you go. Yeah, no, yeah. not not blocked uh, here either. I, I haven't really interacted with Tom a whole lot, but uh, I can I can give an answer for for the second question. And oh, I'll you go can. With, I'll I'll go with Italy. They look real real good right now. Um, they got a, a little bit of a tough draw. I'm trying to remember who they got. Um, in the in the knockout round but uh yeah they they looked great in the in the uh group stage yeah i i got nothing on this but i think did ryan reply while he was still sober did he say like belgium or something i, I think forget he, what said he said belgium i believe that was his pick okay and okay. and belgium just advanced today so to this to the quarterfinals i think yeah. so there you go go belgium i guess all right <laughs> <laughs> um now, uh, while we're in the uh, demeaning beat writers section of the podcast, <laughs> our old friend uh, Mike Michael Hank, uh, are the beat writers in jokes and gags actually entertaining for anyone? You know, they've 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 got their standard lines and and such. You know, they're everybody plays a bit on Twitter. I'm not going to get too too uh, too against them on that because everybody to some extent plays bits, right? So there you go. But Paul, I know there was one specifically you wanted to talk about. Uh, yes, I, I wanted to talk about striking out the side today because every time it comes up, uh, Mike Fasalo and um, Adam McAlvey argue about it, uh, and, and <laughs> here is the argument: it, it is Adam McAlvey thinks if you str- if you record all three outs in an inning via the strikeout, it's striking out the side, regardless of whether anybody reached base or anything else. Uh, Mike Fasalo, who seems to be con- who is much more well connected in terms of quoting people from the Elias Sports Bureau and things like that, says no. He literally uh, texted Elias Yes, he, he did. Yes, he did do that. It has to be three up and three down to strike out the side. Um, Mike, Mike Sala is correct, by the way. And the reason uh, we know yep. this is because of other uses of the side, as in the side is retired. Um, the side includes everybody who participated in the inning, not just the outs. So when the side is retired, the team is done hitting or whatever, and you go back out in the field. So striking out the side is striking out everybody in the inning, not just uh, striking out the three outs that happen. So McAlvey, Adam McAlvey, you are incorrect if you're listening, which I'm sure you're not. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. I don't Maybe know. never know. <laughs> but yes, can, can, can I can I ask one follow up question? Yeah. Who's which which team's beat writers in jokes and gags are more intolerable? Packers beat writers or Brewers beat writers? Oh boy. Oh, let's see. Um, the real answer is. Bucks, but I'm not going to go too deep into not Bucks. Sorry, sorry, not Bucks. I'm, I take that back. I take that back. They're good. The real answer is Badgers, um, but we're not going to oh, go yeah. too deep into that one. Um, I think it is the, uh, I think it's the Packers. They really get up their own ass about things. Um, the the baseball is like old timey baseball men jokes, which is actually kind of charming sometimes. And fo- <laughs> the football are like a, a lot of like self loathing and um, and just parlaying like uh bad quotes into nonsense so uh, that's much worse if i never hear a beat writer talk about tim boyle again it'll be too uh, soon so bad yes just terrible the, pa- the packer beat is the worst dork's value only analytics right i guess we oh, got a t-shirt go. out of it damn right yeah. <laughs> and all i got was this lousy t-shirt all right uh so yeah i guess to 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 answer the striking out the side thing uh Mike Vassallo, technically correct, which is, of course, the best. The best, form the of best correct. kind of correct. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. All right. Uh, another old friend, Ruby. 
Ruby Q on Twitter. <laughs> All-star questions this week. Yes. Yeah. You guys brought out the best here. So uh, Ruby's asking, who exactly are the Brewers thinking they'll attract to the crowd with these Jim Gantner <laughs> passes out tickets gimmicks? Ruby uh, says, so, I'm 40 and I barely have any memories of Jim Gantner as a player. So <laughs> so the answer uh, is 60-year-olds. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it, the thing <laughs> people love Jim Gantner. Jim Gantner is like, the 60-year-old's wet dream of a second baseman. Like, uh, it always put the ball in play, did a lot of bunting, fielded his position cleanly. Like, uh, total old-school, gritty, um, white guy player that every, uh, chewed gum, blew bubbles, um, had a fun nickname. What Everybody loves Jim Gatner from that era. You know, yeah. uh, and actually, uh, I underrated him for a while. He actually had a couple of really good seasons early on in his career where he put up some pretty, pretty big wars before he completely stopped hitting home runs and then did not put up good wars anymore. But uh, Gantner's fine. But it's for it's for old men, you know, the people who are ruining America. <laughs> that's who it's for. Oh, boy. Yeah. Jim Gantner's it, ruining it. America. I'll edit that out later. <laughs> or that's the episode title. Or that's I the don't episode know. title. Could be that. Uh, yeah, no, anytime <laughs> you can celebrate the, uh, like, sixth best second baseman in Brewers history, go Something for like it. that. So there you go. I, yeah, I'm waiting for Ricky Weeks. That one was for Andy. So there you go. All right, I guess uh, speaking of uh, old players, Brew Crew Notes has a good question here that I think could be kind of fun. He says, you may wear the jersey of one of these former Brewer All-Star closers who you got. Your choices are Derek Turnbow, Dan Kolb, Francisco Cordero, Francisco Rodriguez, or Bob Wickman. Tex, who, who are you picking from that to, to rep on the jersey? Yeah, for, for me, it's absolutely Bob Wickman, and it's not <laughs> particularly close. Um, there, I had a couple of couple of the years that he pitched in, in Milwaukee were a couple of my, my fondest uh, memories of going to lots of bad baseball games. So um, there's some 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 good fun memories of going to games with uh, with with some family members from those those late '90s seasons. And who doesn't love you know just kind of a big jovial chubby happy dude uh, striking <laughs> up people in the ninth <laughs> inning too. So yeah, no, Bob's my guy. Uh, I will. Uh, by the way, I, I with the caveat here that except for Francisco Rodriguez. I don't know anything about the quality of person of anybody else on this list. <laughs> good, just, good point. Just <laughs> put, throwing that out there, yeah. that, and obviously not Francisco Rodriguez, who is a scumbag. But I actually will go with Francisco Cordero, um, who I think is the best pitcher on this list. Um, he had, he was only in yeah. Milwaukee for a small yeah. amount of time. He was only there for two seasons, but um, he had a uh, career FIP of three point six three, and one of the best sliders that I've really seen uh, a pitcher throw. Um, I, I liked his stuff. I liked watching him pitch. I, I think he was really good. So I think he was better than Wickman. So I would, I'll just go with that on just pure stuff. Yeah. I Francisco Cordero blew a save on my birthday. So I oh, kind of uh, always, uh, I always held that against him. Well, if he uh, ruins your birthday, I understand. Yeah, it, right. Yeah. K-Rod's trash. Yeah. I don't have many memories of Bob Wickman. But with but with Milwaukee, by the way, Francisco right. Cordero had a 1.69 ERA and a 2.98 ERA. He was great so when he, he was, pitched he for the Brewers. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's oddly the best piece they got back for Carlos Lee. So really surprising, yeah. but yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. The the only other thing in Wickman's favor, well, f- favor or, or not, I guess, is that he was the only of the one of these guys to be with the Brewers during the nineties uh, era uniforms. Uh, so could get <laughs> a get a Bam. nice big yeah, yeah nice get a nice big blocky um, Bam hat. blocky lettered yeah Motor Bam, Bam hat with a uh, the blocky Brewers with with a little bit of the green in there. So yeah, I I hope they bring those back for like a nineties night one of these yes years. That'd please be that'd be good. I will. Um, I will come into town for that game if they yeah. do that. That was my childhood. Yeah, there you go. I, I guess I would go Coco though. But like, I, I think I was also at a Derek Turnbow game where, uh, it was the game where they had the bobblehead with the real hair. Oh, I was at Turnbow, that game too. Yeah, and he blew it, and they ripped the heads off and sure threw them did. on the field. It was, it was uh, not a not a great day for Derek Turnbow. Also, uh, also just against Turnbow a little bit more. I hated watching Derek Turnbow pitch. He was very very God. slow to work. And he had, the, I hate fastball, curveball closers, just because if, if you lose your curveball, you're just toast. And he lost it all the time. Uh, just, just painful. I, uh, Dan Kolb is way better than Derek Turnbow if you're going between those two. <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess speaking of Andy, Andy's got a question here, Andy Schaff. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All-star crew again, like we said. So, uh, okay, Andy's question. Does the fact the games are broadcast on Bally's make it hard for you to take the sport seriously? <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, I, I'm sorry. I should wait, wait for James to announce who this is for, but I'm taking it anyway. Um, two reasons that I cannot watch it with a straight face is, A, it is a casino running a baseball network. But the other thing is, my brain always reads it as ballsy and not um, the other way. <laughs> so I, I laugh a little bit every time I glance over at the screen. <laughs> oh yeah. It, 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 yeah. I text what are you like just naming it after a casino it's just yeah it's it's ridiculous and and yeah the fact that they somehow got the 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 licensing rights or whatever it is to to all of these regional sports networks across the country is is absurd i have to i have to watch blue jackets hockey on valley sports ohio and and (laughs) you know and and the brewers on valley sports wisconsin and it's just come come on what are we doing here? And I know it's it's probably you know it's they're going more towards kind of finding a way to to work into the the sports gambling side of things once more and more states keep adding and legalizing that. And um, so it, it, I'll be fascinated to see how they integrate that, but it's still a ridiculous uh, concept to me. <laughs> Just another morally sound decision by the folks at Sinclair Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Very, All right. Very defensible. Yeah. Mm. Yep. All right. We got another Bally's question. Uh, this one's from Mikey. Why does Bally's constantly show scores for the NWL, the Northwoods League? Every time I look down, it's showing NWL <laughs> scores. I don't even know who half the abbreviations are. So, yeah, uh, there you go. Because they're baseball and they want you to wager on them. Simple as that. Because <laughs> if you aren't betting on a college wood bat league <laughs> featuring like the third tier players in college baseball, uh, most of who, the good ones aren't even in the league yet because they're still playing in the College Words World Series. Yeah, you, you might have a problem, though, if you if you bet on that. But I, I guess it's just like Wisconsin sports and they're trying to be regional. But, man, yeah, it I, it definitely feels like those scores are up there a lot more than, uh, say, like the NBA playoff scores or whatever. So I, I did enjoy, apparently the Madison Mallards had a great promo this week where for every strikeout, the beer prices dropped by 50 cents to a point <laughs> where they're... why I they're, love the Northwoods League. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, if if they got, I think, I think if there were at least 12 strikeouts, beer was free for the next half inning and oh then my. it would reset again. Oh my yeah. goodness. Amazing. Yeah, that's a, that's a, yeah, I... 
I'd freaking love the Northwoods League for that reason. Now that like, is gambling. I I, I love <laughs> yeah. I love going to Mallard's games. I love sitting in the duck blind. You know, it's like yep. forty bucks all you can eat and drink, and you do not realize there's a baseball game going on by the fourth <laughs> inning. So it's a good time. Great time. Indeed. So yeah. All right. Uh Okay, we have one last Twitter question. I saved it for last for our guest of honor, and uh, it, it it's a great one. So this one's from Jesse. My name is Jesse G on Twitter. Tex, can you just shut off the comments on APC? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was I was reading through the rundown before we started, and I I I quite literally burst out laughing when i saw this and jesse there there are days when i would love nothing more than to be able to do that uh comment sections are just the worst no matter on what you know like i feel like the brew crew ball ones are 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 okay that that crew very small but dedicated group uh apc it gets a little i i can't even wait in a couple rotten apples spoiled. there's 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 a very small but dedicated group of Rebel rousers. Yep. <laughs> and I'll leave, I'll leave yeah, it at that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's one of those where like you look at the post and it's got a hundred comments and you're like, oh dear God, what the hell happened there? Stop yeah, reading so. after, well, don't read them at all, but stop reading after two. And that's as far <laughs> as you need to go. Yeah. It, and this is coming from somebody, I have to read Facebook comments for my day job. So, you know, I, I have no patience for any of that. So. <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to willingly subject yourself to that if you don't have to after doing that all day. <laughs> right, exactly. So, yeah, there you go. So I can definitely empathize, Tex, uh, and, and definitely understand. If, if I could just delete Facebook forever, that'd be fantastic. So, all right. Uh, I mentioned, you know, we, we <laughs> did not get around to the uh, uh, Patreon ah, posting I, questions. I opened up Patreon. Just to double check. Are you in? Uh, Do yep. we have any new patrons? No. Oh, um, I, I checked for questions. I did not check for new patrons. Hold on. Uh, I'll well, check for new patrons. yeah. So a- as I stall for time here, yeah. a reminder too, <laughs> you get a shout out when you sign up to Do become that. a patron. That's patreon.com slash MKE tailgate. Two bucks a month, as we mentioned at the top of the show, gets you that question priority. Five bucks gets you those extra podcasts, that minor league extra, as well as the Packers reporting as eligible mini pods. As Paul said, there's there's one coming up this week, so yep. be on the lookout for that. And uh, a couple more as we get closer to uh, Packers season. So, uh, Paul, do we have any patrons? Are you still? I, I don't think so. Taking up here. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is the part that Ryan does oh so well. That um, yeah uh, yeah. Um, no, I mean, he's good at finding them. It's like yeah. the pronouncing the names is is always an That's issue. Bad. No, we're good. So. Nobody knew this week. Nobody knew. Yep. All right. Well, that's okay because uh, we didn't take your questions. So, you know, that's yeah. Fine. So I guess through that <laughs> next we, week, we next week, we just... totally will do that. And uh, if anybody and, wants to sign and you'll get a shout out. So there you yes. go. Yeah. Uh, we're great salesmen here. So uh, <laughs> please do. Uh, if you can check out that Patreon page again, it's patreon.com slash MKE tailgate. A reminder too: don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Podcasts, anywhere else you listen to podcasts, hit that subscribe button. And while you're there, please do leave us a review to help other people find us. Uh, we haven't like read off any good reviews lately, but maybe we'll we'll make a mental note to do that. That's a good idea. Too. If you do have a review for the podcast, remember we will only read good ones. If you leave a bad one, we will pay no <laughs> attention you to guys. you. Screw you. Yeah. If you have yeah. a five star review and leave a good one, I will read it next time. 
There you go. All right. So Roger, go to that. Look for us on your uh, podcast platform of choice. Tex, thanks again for taking time out of your Sunday night to hang out with us. Uh, we're getting you out of here before the end of the Bucks game, too. So hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, it's a good resolution there, too. So. Yeah, we're it's still tight. We're uh, coming down to the wire, so fingers crossed. But yeah, yeah. thanks for having me, guys. It's been a great time. Of course, time. of course. Unlike JR, no audible yells or screams. I almost did, I think, when Giannis <laughs> actually hit a three. But, I'm a, uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 was, I was thinking about saying something, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I got I to gotta keep it professional, damn it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fine. We could always edit that out. Post. Don't worry about it, man. All right. Uh, thanks again for sticking around. Uh, thanks to all of you for listening this week. Uh, fingers crossed we have the whole gang back next week. In the meantime, uh, we will uh, keep a close eye on that Cubs series. Talk about that next time. Uh, have a good week, everyone. Stay well, and we will see you next week on The Walking